Hi, you're back with myself, Lana Lynn Marino, for another podcast, and um, hope you're well, and following on from the last podcast that I did, um, talking about the dark night of the soul, and if you've got a chance to listen to that that episode, um, it was coming from a book called The Spiritual Awakening Process. It's an e-book by Lena and Soul, but Matteo Soul wrote... Um, the piece that I've been reading, um, so it's like a blog. Um, so I'm going to continue. If you've not listened to the first part, then um, I would advise you to get more out of this second part if you've listened to the first part. So following on from this, um, paradise lost and found. When we talk about the dark night of the soul, what he explains in the early part of the. Um, the book or the blog should I say is at some point most of us go through a phenomenon known as the dark night of the soul and although we try to run from it it is still there although we try to cover it up and smother it it's still there although we try to put on a happy smiley face and pretend it's away it's still there my experience of having COVID back in March 2020, um, I explained that I went through a huge process of um, feeling very kind of out of it. I, I, it was a, an experience. All I can say is that it was, I called it the dark night of the soul with actually, without actually having any sort of understanding of what that meant. But finding online the dark night of the soul, it kind of answered a lot of questions for me. So I'm going to carry on now. And as he talks about paradise lost and found, one of the common reasons why dark nights occur and are pro prolonged is due to mystical experiences or short glimpses of the divine, which spiritual, spiritual teachers often refer to as grace or samadhi. Soon afterwards, the person loses this experience and is plunged into unhappiness again. This is called the halo effect afterglow or what the Sufis speak of as the sobriety of union. Why does the halo effect happen? It happens because of the stark contrast between one's rediscovered divine self and the return to one's disconnected and tormented ego self. To the spiritually mature person, the halo effect sets the stage for a future encounter with the transcendental with God. However, for the last prepared seeker, the glimpse into the divine stirs up even more distress as old habits, obsessions, thoughts and behaviours reappear. Now, such a person realises that he has a long, complex and demanding task of purification and transformation ahead of him. In spiritual alchemy, there is a word for this experience called solutio, putting all the hard stuff in the waters of reflection, your ideas, your habits, etc. Where it dissolves and breaks apart, shows itself what it is, and gives you the opportunity for a fresh start. Find freedom through purging. The solution to one's suffering and disconnection from the divine realm can be any method of cutting away, dislodging, 
disintegrating and clearing old pieces of your life so that you can begin afresh. Essentially, the dark night is a process of shedding away your old home and going in search of a new one. Understandably, this process requires a huge leap of faith into the unknown, which can, can, can come at quite a sudden and frightening pace. If you think you might be going through this journey, it is important to understand that many of us have been where you are right now. Many people still are. There is no map, there is only the flickering luminescence of your soul to light the way. More in depth um, can come by learning about the dark night of the soul in the book, The Spiritual Awakening Process. A dark night of the soul, a meditation, while every experience of the dark night of the soul is different, the one common thread is that it is a path of initiation. You are in the dark so that you can understand what light is. You are disconnected so that you can know what connection is. You are lost so that you can find your way back home. If these explanations of the dark night doesn't resonate with you, please go ahead and discard of them. I'm not here to tell you what the dark night of the soul should mean because ultimately you must figure that out for yourself the author goes on to say. You need to be the one to make meaning out of your experience. I can only offer my own understanding. If you have read up to this point, you are probably looking for additional help and that is completely understandable. However, the dark night of the soul is a complex and profound experience and it cannot be solved by reading a six-step formula or bullet list. The author goes on to say, what I can offer you, however, is a simple meditation which may provide you with some level of relief. When you can dredge up enough energy, the dark nights, I know how exhausting and depleting that can be, um, try experimenting with the following dark night of the soul meditation. So breaking from this for a moment, um, I'm going to ask you to find a quiet and undisturbed place and if you like you can play some celestial or ethereal music in the background to set the mood. Lie down and close your eyes. For a minute or two focus on your breath. Feel your chest rise and fall. Once you feel connected with your body, shift your focus to creating an image of yourself walking through a dark forest. Imagine that you are looking above to see the dark tangled branches of the forest obscure the sky. What does the forest feel like? Is it cold, hot, balmy, humid or icy? Can you smell, can you feel or taste anything? As you keep walking through the dark forest, the path in front of you seems endless. The atmosphere feels deathly and melancholic. Suddenly, a white wolf emerges from the trees. It looks at you with intelligent and kind eyes. 
and begins to accompany you as you walk. Your feelings of loneliness lift slightly as you enjoy the company of your animal friend. Suddenly the wolf beside you stops and stares intensely into the dark trees ahead of you. You peer ahead but cannot see anything but dark shadows. Suddenly your wolf companion lifts up his head and lets out a loud and haunting wolf call. The hairs on the back of your neck stand up. Just after the wolf stops howling, a white light slowly emerges from deep within the forest. At first the light is tiny and like a pinprick, but as you walk towards it the light becomes bigger and brighter. A feeling of hope begins to fill you. Tentatively you start jogging towards the light. You notice that the faster you run, the bigger the light gets. The closer you move to the light, the more open and expansive you feel. You pick up your pace. The feeling is exhilarating. Far behind you, the white wolf howls again. A feeling of wildness and freedom starts to warm you from the inside out. As you continue running, the light begins to consume your vision. The dark forest begins to quickly fade. As you look down, you notice that your legs are the legs of a wolf. Without knowing it, you have experienced a total transformation. And it is liberating. Picking up your pace, you keep running and you let out a loud howl. The piercing sound of the howl dissolves all hopelessness, sadness and darkness left within you. The howl has completely purified you and all that remains is pure light, love, hope, power and peace. You feel spacious and open. You are free. As you open your eyes, become aware of your physical body. Notice your heartbeat, notice your breath. Notice the sounds of nothingness as you come closer and closer to the darkness that no longer exists. As you feel the light, enjoy the feeling of freedom for as long as you wish. When you are ready, start to wiggle your fingers and toes and come back to the room. You may like to journal about your experience, but feel free to record this visualization, get someone to read it out to you gently, or change the meditation to your own liking. That's been created to ultimately benefit you. The author goes on to say that to end this article, he'll leave you with one of his favorite Dark Knight of the Soul quote by David White, a man who understood the value of making peace with the darkness. Time to go into the dark where the night has eyes to recognize its own. There you can be sure you are not beyond love. The dark will be your womb tonight. The night will give you a horizon further than you can see. You must learn one thing. The world was made to be free in. Give up all the other worlds except the one to which you belong. 
sometimes. It takes darkness and the sweet confinement of your aloneness to learn. Anything or anyone that does not bring you alive is too small for you. Sweet Dreams, Sweet Darkness by David White. So as I said, you can follow up on that book. The book is called The Spiritual Awakening Process. It's an e-book by Lena and Soul. There's lots of stuff on the internet, as we know, but I wanted to share this whole experience in this podcast, these two podcasts, because I began talking about having the virus and how the virus um, took me through a process that I'd never really gone through before and feeling the detachment of everything, which I now know. Sometimes you have to let go of everything to come back to the rawness of what you don't know. I don't know everything. I'm learning like most people. Um, I was told some time ago that I need to check my ego. I saw that as a gift, a great gift that was given to me because to understand the ego, you have to know if you're listening to it. If you're listening to the ego that really wants to keep you in fear, then for sure, you know, the ego's your friend. We're walking the path of human consciousness we're walking the path of human conditioning. And sometimes we beat ourselves up. We beat ourselves up just by trying to be the better person, by trying to figure things out. And we can't always figure everything out in one go. Sometimes it takes for life experiences and for letting go of anything that is no longer nurturing you to reach a point that your journey to wellness, another journey to wellness is another path at different stages in our life we learn things we learn things that probably we couldn't understand at an earlier stage in our life the journey to wellness always brings us back to the holistic approach where everything has to come from within to recognize the holistic approach to recognize that we all have the ability to actually heal ourselves and it's something that not many people will believe in the body has a memory and one of the things that i I have learned through my work and through processes that I've gone through and different experiences. One thing that I've learned is that our energy fields hold everything, everything that we've done, every experience. It's like the, um, you know, the ancient records that holds our history. Our energy fields do exactly the same. Energy healing is a holistic approach to facilitating the return journey back to health. Our natural flow of energy always moves towards perfect health and well-being. But however, when faced with difficulties in our life which we find too painful to accept, we tend to hold the unresolved energy in our aura. And this is what creates the blockages within our energy field, which then depletes our vitality and can lead to our ill health and suffering. 
As an energy healer, I can assist in bringing these blockages to light, enabling healing on all levels, including the physical and emotional health and well-being. Relationship healing and spiritual realization can be helped. Energy healing is a body-based form of psychotherapy that takes the individual onto a path of self-discovery by tracing the cause of suffering and trauma through physical and emotional symptoms to its root deep within our psyche. I always remind people that happiness and fulfillment, self-acceptance without self-judgment and the ability to love ourselves without the need to have approval from others are all aspects of the true self which are lost through those life experiences. But by looking at the obstacles in our life, past and present, we can allow ourselves to drop into the essence of who we truly are by threading our way back to the state of remembering. Our belief system, we know, is formed early in life by what we are shown and taught by our family, our society, and the world at large. Negative beliefs can lead to a disturbance on all levels as we grow and develop as new belief patterns are formed. This can only happen if we choose to go through the darkness and acknowledge the lower self. The lower self in which the first three centers, the first three chakras, reside. We can regain a sense of aliveness and move forward by letting go of our past, as well as accepting ourselves more fully, as well as others. And I believe this is the true surrender. By looking beyond the veil of reality, in what we believe to be true up to now, we can let go of fear and rejection in relationships. Why do we hold on to relationships that no longer nurture us? What are we afraid of? Some of the work that I do with the inner child can help to restore confidence. It can help us to come to a place of actually letting go of the guilt because as the child, we didn't have the emotional understanding or intelligence to know what was actually happening. When I look back at my childhood, as many of us do, as adults, as people later in life mature, we can, we can see that we weren't responsible. There's three stages to a typical energy healing stage, energy healing session that I've been taught. And the first is release, is, is awareness, sorry. Um, an initial period of discussion to evaluate the various issues to be addressed can take place just by having a, a counseling session. Have you ever gone to psychotherapy, you know, for months and years and feel that you're talking about the same thing? Are you moving on? What? How does that affect your body? With body psychotherapy, it's a new age way of looking at how our body holds on to our trauma. So the release, which is the next stage, involves hands-on energy healing, which can include phases of passivity, receiving energy work, and possibly some cathartic emotional release. It's usually conducted with the client fully clothed, lying down, a range of energy healing techniques are used at this stage. So that can be anything 
from emotional clearing, celestial healing, color sound healing, relationship cord healing, spine and organ clearing, clearing ancestral patterns, which is the one that I love to work with because there's so many patterns that were acting out from and usually they're coming from a deep ancestral resonance. Past life regression is another one where when we start to let go of those negative core beliefs that sometimes are not our beliefs that have been carried over. And believe me, you know, research is showing that, you know, beliefs and um, patterns are carried over um, through the DNA. So clearing ancestral patterns going into life regression, past life regression, is a sure way of clearing energy. Psychic surgery is another one which a lot of people ask about and this is where guidance comes through and it's not coming through the person that is channeling it. It's not the person that is channeling it that is doing the work. When we talk about psychic surgery we're talking about guidance. It could be the individual's guidance, it could be the guidance coming through of the person that's performing it astral clearing, working at the heart and clearing the blocks. And this is one of the places that um, in the chakra system where we learn to recognize that the heart is the bridge between our spiritual connection and our human self. Chakra meditation and balancing. Um, this is a common one for most people that come for energy healing, realignment. Essence connection, taking us back to the true part of who we really are, where we disconnect from the, the earthly plane, where one is taken to connect to the, the essence of their essential part of being. Grounding is very important, as is spiritual evaluation, breath work and qigong some of the techniques that can come up through um, an energy healing session. Everything moves towards integration. When we're on the healing path, we are working towards everything that we've learned. This is why it's very important that if someone is going through different modalities of, of healing oneself, then it's important to allow time in between for the integration to take place. So if you're doing um, any form of um, work, spiritual work, it could be taking ayahuasca or any of the plant medicines, it could be um, the frog medicine, it could be um, anything that involves the individual to go into a deep process of, of swallowing, inhaling um, and indulging in anything that is going to take them through the process of connecting into their higher, higher self. And this is where, you know, if you go up, then obviously we have to come down. So I'm just giving you a little bit of insight into integrative body psychotherapy and energy healing. Um, and you can find out more on my website, wellnessjourneys.co.uk.
But lastly, just to say that the benefits uh, can range from love and acceptance of others and ourselves to the resolution of chronic physical, psychological and emotional conditions. And sometimes there are dramatic improvements only in one or two sessions, but it's thought that a series of sessions can go beyond physical health to personal development. It depends on the defences the defences that we hold, defences that have been in place, you know, as a way of protecting ourselves. If I'm defending myself, I'm defending my wound. So it's interesting, you know, when you can accept that when we're being defensive, we're defending something that is too painful for us to let go of. If we choose to let go of something, then that takes us on to the journey of the spiritual awakening that can happen, that can take us into a great place of healing. And yes, we do need to go into sometimes the spiritual wilderness. But I started off by explaining um, my awakening, my another birth that I feel I'm I'm birth I'm being birthed into another chapter in my life, um, which many of us can experience when we're going through our mortal journey. We're not the same person today as we were yesterday, as we were last week, as we were 10 years ago. We change and evolve in all the time. And if we choose to evolve and change with the lessons that we're learning and see the lessons as gifts, then we can reevaluate all the time. It's like a, a growth period when we go to sleep. Sometimes I wake up and I think, another day less on planet earth but another day closer to immortality where i'm going to go back to spirit we're going to go back to spirit we're going to go back and we're going to our soul is going to return having learned hopefully some lessons that we can take forward into our next lifetime if you're open to that or we can learn we can die physically we can die in peace we can let go of this earthly body in a peaceful way. My name's Lana Lynn Marino, and thank you so much for joining me today. And um, I hope to I hope to get more messages from you. Um, you can email me on Wellness Journeys info uh, info at wellnessjourneys.co.uk. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. And go away and have a great day. And remember, the dark night of the soul, it's a pointer. It's something that is showing us something. And it really is going into the unknown. And when you go into that unknown, which a lot of people are in right now, it's a good place to be, a good place where you can experience and make choices. Am I ready to let go of whatever it is that I'm hanging on to? Take care, have a blessed day, and um, speak to you soon.